Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, mate. How are we? Hey, I'm all right. How yeah. are you? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, it's uh, I'm fucking knackered. Yeah, I am knackered. Um, the Bahrain thing was pretty full on. Yep, enjoyed it. Yep. Um, but trying to add that into everything else, you know, I was still working on the uh, other projects while I was away, and I was just exhausted. You know, and yesterday was my first kind of forced day off since coming back. Yeah. So I've not had a day off in three, four weeks. And it was, um, yeah, now I feel like shit. <laughs> well, um, I it's been a while since I've seen you, actually, because we, um, what was the last one that went out? Was it was the Halloween, the Halloween one? one, yeah. So we, we obviously missed a couple of weeks. Missed a couple of weeks. And that's fine. Um, but... Thanks for coming up. <laughs> Thanks for making the journey up. Because, um, yeah, equally, you know, obviously as busy. I don't feel as knackered. I feel quite inspired. Yeah. Which is good. Amazing. Um, largely down to something I did yesterday. Yeah. So we were talking about a new journey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I went to visit the toad again. Um, I know I've talked about this on a previous uh, episode, but. I so Toad uh, Bufo Alvarius. Yep, it's the um, it's the secretion of the Sonoran Desert Toad, which is uh, a poison. However, when you smoke it, you bypass all the poison and you get what is five meo DMT, uh, also known as the God Molecule. So. Um, when I did it in Ibiza, uh, it, it was powerful. It's, it's you know it's the the most powerful psychedelic, um, more so than you know just NNDMT. This thing is just uh, insane, and how quick it comes on. DMT comes on quick, but this comes on just that little bit quicker and way more intense. Um, and I, I did it three times when I was in Ibiza uh, in ceremony. And I only did it once for this um, uh, ceremony yesterday down in Glastonbury. Yep. So I've never been to Glastonbury f- before, actually. Um, so it was actually uh, a curious little town. But the setting was amazing and it was up in the, the hills uh, and this the space that we did it in was um, it just overlooked overlooked the town and the countryside. It was beautiful. So um Amazing setting, amazing uh, shaman and uh, space holder. Uh, but the medicine gave me so much more this time. So not to say that like the Ibiza, it was, it was, I was in awe of what was going on. But this time I had way more downloads. And I think I've mentioned this before uh, when I talked about the, the last one. But um, it was Patrick Cox that... Um, took me for my 
first journey that uh, the old shoe designer um yeah. <clears throat> that his is now a a, a, a a facilitator and um anyhow went to his place in ibiza and um he mentioned how uh like you know when you do ayahuasca it's like taking a book off a shelf opening it a book of your life that is yep opening it going to a different chapter um focusing on that chapter rewriting it putting it back together and so that's how we heal trauma with that whereas bufo is really like no going to where you came from and if you think about nmdmt being called the spirit molecule this is called the god molecule because it takes you back to that oneness and i've got to say like you know my understanding of god and what god is is way different to anything that religions put out there i don't believe in religions i yeah, am not religious agree. in any way but god uh, you know it's it's a it's a word that i'm starting to understand but it's the oneness it's the singularity it's and in what i have felt yesterday it's and uh, you know i've felt this in other ceremonies and other medicines but it's just that little reminder that we all come from love you know and yeah. you know, love is another word that gets so misunderstood and underused but it's just pureness and, it, and it's just this golden light and it's just this uh, feeling that I was uh, on the way down there because it was Glastonbury and we were driving from London me and a friend um, it was like a three hour drive so we had plenty to talk about and you know you, you chew the fat you talk about life and you t and I couldn't help but just start drawing upon certain things that have kind of been bothering me over the last couple of weeks um, so there was that kind of purge on the way down like this kind of negative purge getting that kind of stuff out and then when I was in the journey you know focusing on this pure love this pure light I, re I started thinking about the things that were pissing me off and I haven't been right. And I was just like, I don't have to deal with them like an asshole. I can actually just turn this around. Yeah. Um, whereas I just wanted to just, it's like tearing up a bit of paper and, you know, right, that's it, I'm done with everything. Whereas this was like, no, you can do this way better. You can do this way more mature. You can get through this. Uh, but when you focus on love rather than ego, and why people upset you and why you feel offended and why all the, you know, get, move that aside. That's ego bruised. Yeah. Do this from love. Do it from the aspect of like, you know, people are hurt. They act in a certain way to you or things happen because that situation is hurt. Fix it. Be the medicine. And, you know, for someone that's a chef, but also my side hustle being is, you know, a shaman uh, for want of a better word uh, you know if I'm going around you, you know helping people heal through plant medicines through ceremony through th that kind of stuff then I should apply that to all aspects of my life be the medicine you know if, yeah. if, if family <clears throat> friends or anyone else in my life is hurt and suffering rather than getting upset about those people it's just like let's help those people and um, and I do do that you know I'm aware of this but it's just understanding when you need to just say this is the time to do this you yeah. know when to understand when you know not getting upset about every situation and you know having kind of arguments and this bitterness that builds up there is a solution around all this so it all goes back to love <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that you should say i mean god molecule is uh that is a bold statement but i like it um, you should read read up about it. I don't know enough about Bufo or yeah. I mean, obviously, I've tried it a few times now, and you know, I I, I have a, an understanding through other plant medicines and entheogenics of what it's about. But I don't know as much about Bufo as I do about, let's say, ayahuasca yeah. and mushrooms. Um, however, you know, it's not for everyone, and I always say this. But it doesn't stop people learning about these things and what they do and why they could could be good for, you know, certain people or certain times in our life. I mean, you know, they might not be something that I go to for the rest of my life. You know, there might be a point where I say, OK, I'm done with it. But it, yep. it, while it's, I've seen over the past few years a constant improvement in my life for, you know, 
doing these things, then you know I'll use them. It's like going to church. I have to go and check in with my with the plants every now and then. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I think it's 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 interesting. I was listening to a podcast with um, Brian Johnson in it. He's the guy that set up Braintree. Um, he's a billionaire. He set up a new company called Blueprint, okay. which he's spending on himself alone to do this research to make sure it's available. He's spending up to $2 million a month on himself to find this research, figure everything out. And one of the things that they've done as part of the Blueprint model is he's created this thing, um, which is basically... Uh, like an MRI for the brain, PET scan for the brain, mm. that can can monitor you when you're on things. And the tests that he's done was actually not on anything traditionally medicinal. It was on drugs, psychedelics, yeah. to test what was going on with the brain before, during, after, um, so that you could actually fully monitor the results of these these things and he was talking about um you know it's he didn't i don't think he was probably allowed to go into as much detail as he wanted because it wasn't with joe rogan for example it was with uh stephen bartlett and as much as they both briefly touched on you know mushrooms and ayahuasca it was the bit that caught my eye was the fact that here's somebody who is who is a billionaire mm. who's made a lot of money doing things and his uh, primary research is basically i think his his main goal is to try and get people to be able to promote living over promoting death it sounds like a weird thing to say but basically you you, you get people that um will look both ways before they cross the road mm. but they'll cross the road smoking a cigarette so what the the point is is that you're you're being safe here with one thing but killing yourself can another. i fucking just interrupt on this because like i've seen over the last few years of pandemic and stuff <laughs> i've seen people wearing riding bikes wearing masks wearing masks which you know i think that's just ridiculous anyway but <laughs> the fucking bullshit that they, you know, how they ride their bikes yeah. across the road or cut out in front. It's like, don't worry about that fucking virus killing you yeah. because your fucking <laughs> stupidity on that fucking two wheel thing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's it's amazing, but I completely understand it. Yeah. From that point of view. Yeah. So it's literally just um, it's it's looking at what the ultimate optimal health options are. So um, and and that includes psychedelics. Right. Because at the end of the day, um, two thirds of all psychedelics are plant based. Yeah. And I would probably have to argue that because Bufo is a toad. Well, they call it an it's entheogenic. Nature. It, it's, it's an entheogenic. An, entheogenic. So, uh, as I remember, the, uh, the point in that word is uh, something that allows you to find the divine within. Yeah. Which is, yeah, which is remarkable. And so this guy has created a thing called Blueprint and he's spent all of this money doing all of this stuff. And uh, the Blueprint model is probably what you would class as the full extreme. Like, you know, they're doing things that are bringing your chronological age down by 15, mm. 20 years. So, you know, he's in his mid 40s, but he has the chronological, you know, his body has the chronological age of a 30 year old. Right. Um, which, you know, yes, if you give yourself an extra 15 years on life, if you're going to live to 70 anyway, and you've got the healthness of a 55-year-old, great. Hmm. But um, the point with that is it then makes life restrictive because you, you know, what the argument would be is, I suppose, drinking, smoking, partying, doing other drugs, jumping out of planes, eating fast food, mm. all of these things that are ultimately bad for you, but bring you joy, yeah. is an argument. So the reason what for all of these extra tests were, and on the brain, was to study the joy side as well of yep. life, and all of that, you know, that comes with it. And, you know, I believe 
and maybe this is there's no science behind this i can't really argue that but what i do believe is that because you like with pretty much all plants um, they all contain polyphenols <clears throat> and polyphenols are a variety of things which are plant-based which are ultimately good for you and they mm. act very much like um they act like on antioxidants so they can act as an antioxidant in the body so will help to clear out infections and and you know be very good for you but also on top of that they've been known to you know high levels of polyphenols healthy ones have, have been known to help fight cancers fight diabetes fight cardiovascular disease all of these inflammatory disorders which are killing which are the leading causes of death of in the western world other than idiots driving riding bikes in london is that these polyphenols can help with that so because you're taking a plant medicine which is having a, an incredible incredible impact on your cognitive function then i think they're very good for you as well and we know from all of the research now and all of the things that you can buy and that's coming mushrooms are insanely good for you mm -hmm. they are a plant source they are part of nature they're a funga they're a funga <laughs> and there's 1.5 million that they're aware of currently documented so you know there's not that many species of human there's only one species of human and we're a detriment to our own fucking existence so <laughs> <laughs> um but i just think there's more to the health benefits and the cognitive benefits to trying these things yeah you know I, I can tell you for a fact if i use myself as an example at the moment um since being ill back in april um i've not managed to clear this uh brain fog that i've got yeah so sometimes it's worse than others and and it is it is predominantly my adhd that is is you know I'm doing too many things, which 90% of the time is good for my ADHD to function. If I do, you know, four or five things all the time, yep. it really, really helps me. But at the moment, I'm getting to that point where I'm, everything is, maybe I'm taking on too many things, Possibly. probably. Um, and it's just, this brain fog won't d disappear. And of course, it's then making me make unhealthy decisions yep. and things i'm not eating as healthy as i was before mm. i was ill i'm not actually i am finally back to the gym four or five days a week which is good um but i'm not doing the other things that i know that are good yeah. for me because i'm struggling to get them back into life so there is you know doing these things um will help it does help it's you know what i think it's it, it is about that reset i find um psychedelics you know there's different psychedelics that i i use but it, to me it's always like going to a different um doctor yep for a different opinion so there's no one truth there's many truths and you know we just need like whether it's mushrooms and they'll tell me one thing and then, you know, going to, uh, with a journey with the toad will show me. And it's not, <clears throat> it's just getting different perspectives on things, I think is what I'm saying. Yeah. So there is actually one truth, but it's giving the different perspectives about that truth. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I, I, I find myself needing them to give me that reset. So if you are finding, you, you know, you're getting a lot of things going on it's like sweeping stuff under the carpet and there's only so much you can sweep under that carpet mm. and then if you want to function properly or I, I mean I'm saying this about myself if I want to function properly I need to go and do a medicine retreat reset spiritually reset as well because yep. you know why are we even existing in life I need that focus and yeah like with the entheogenics you, you know it's about finding that divine within mm. and finding your purpose and then going back into the world going I know why I'm here. I know what I'm supposed to be doing. I know what my purpose is. Yeah. And then I can go and clean things up without letting ego take over and feeling hurt about things and, you know, getting pissed off with everyone. And, you know, that's just ego. And it's dry. Get that out of your life. So like I say, it's not for everyone. And I, I have to stress that. But I think for those that are curious or, you know, you, 
if it works with your uh, psychology, then go and do these things. It was interesting. I was on the way down. I was talking to my friend about um, plant medicines and how they've been with it with us for you know tens of thousands of years. Really, yeah, it's understood. And you know, there are there will be people. There will be societies. There will be uh, a, a way of thinking and say, why do why do I need that to you know why do I need these things to infi- uh, interfere with my brain? And well, you know, if you drink, you're doing you, you know you're t- still having something that's psychoactive. You know, if you're drinking coffee, then it's psychoactive. So, you know, why should the things that are in nature, you know, if we're eating them for health or we're using them for anti their antibacterial properties you know we 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 go to plants for those things why should we say that you know we can't use plants for our brain and you know it's that (laughs) it's that taboo that we kind of put with you know mental health in the first way we can talk about physical health and physical Mm. well-being but we can't talk about mental health so why should we not have plants as you know if they if they give us so much in life why should they not help with our brain and it, I, th- I, I genuinely think that uh, humans wouldn't be here without psychedelics. No, I was just thinking that when you said about you know the the medicines being around for ten thousand years, you know, maybe you could argue longer. If you look at um, the things that like the Mayans created that was so far in advance for a civilization at that time, mm. you know that they, they they built little islands and rivers to to farm with mm. you know i don't believe for one second that you could argue that uh an alien civilization came down and taught them how to do it and that's why some of the structures are completely obscene for that length of time ago or you could argue that clarity of mind um you know divine you know finding the divine finding yourself in that time gave people the ability to be creative absolutely like you know you've seen it <laughs> we'll talk about something to say um when i take mushroom when people take mushrooms it's we often have lots of visuals and you know you'll see this amazing sacred geometry but then you see that geometry in art you see it in architecture you see it in you know a lot of design in life so I even think, and what, was my, what I was going to say is, remember the time we took those Thai mushrooms? Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> but I don't know if you noticed, everything looked Thai. And it's, everything. So, these, so yeah. these came from Thailand, or the, the spores did. I grew them. Um, <laughs> but they had this, everything just looked like it, there was Thai architecture everywhere. Now, I know that we draw upon nature for architecture and styling and stuff, and that's very abundant. You know, you, apparent when you look at Japan and some, you know, some of the trees and the plants, and then you look at some of the houses. You're like, I can see where the inspiration yep. is coming from here. But you know, in a lot of cultures around the world, certainly India. I mean, some of the architecture I've seen in temples is a fucking DM, DMT trip. All right, and sacred mandalas, yeah. DMT, mushrooms. So you Nobody know, I know a that it's been there. Golden Buddha statue laying down today. <laughs> <laughs> that was me yesterday. Golden Buddha. Um, no, t- I, so I know that it's been there. It's been a really important part uh, of our evolution, and I think our desire, our, our progression in life do you know what i mean mm-hmm. actually you know, creating these structures creating these things and you know even for me that i'm a fucking idiot but you know i'm i will check in and get a few downloads get a little not just about self-improvement but just you know i think acme fire cult wouldn't have existed if i hadn't had a couple of dmt trips and it yep. was like you know i wanted to be um for the carnivore that i am but it was just like trust the plants you know and and so coming out of that uh, my little ceremonies that i would do with dmt and then going right okay well i know it's got to be fire-based but you know let's use plants more let's let's leave with vegetables so you know there are those little downloads that you get 
whether it's self-improvement or whether it's the, an idea that's going to make you a millionaire or you know whatever but I think it's good for good for that checking good for that spiritual reset and amazing for creativity yeah yeah no I I um it done wonders for me that time after especially after the Thai ones that was that was brilliant but also just for my own my own mental capacity my own mental well-being my mental health for god it must have been straight you know it was six months before dad passed away and i i can tell you now that there's absolutely no way that i would have managed that situation managed the 28 minutes of cpr yeah without of being in that good space Mm. frame of mind um yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I am the sort of person that's very calm in difficult situations. Yeah. I'll manage the situation first, deal with it afterwards. But that, that I mean, that's obviously on a completely different level. And um, even afterwards, you know, up, up three, four weeks afterwards, after the funeral, all of these things, you know, it was managed very well. Mm. And it's only been, you know, in, I would say, I mean, we've obviously discussed it previously, but... Um, in the last kind of three, four months where I hadn't done anything for a long time, I had kind of pushed back those beneficial um, choices for well, just, just money and and grief avoidance, I'll, I'll call it. Yeah. Um, and that, that everything started to kick in. And, you know, it's, it's now, now that I can sit there and I can be like, I am fully ready to have a proper session. Mm again yeah, yeah um and i would like to try bufo i think it would you know just from a lot of what you've explained um and also just looking at bits and pieces around it previous i've not done as much reading into it as i probably should and could but i think that it's it's one of those ones that would probably benefit my ADHD capacity all of those things as well because they it, the the research that people have done on neurological science around these things it's so good for people it's so yeah. beneficial mentally but it's like we were saying uh, you know before we started but you know how mushrooms psilocybin has a way of kind of waking up the brain mm. so it gets every part of the brain talking to each other rather than you know compartmentalizing things as we do um so it just wakes everything up and you know, I think if you've got brain fog, or if you're feeling like that, then it's just giving your brain that little shake. Mm. I feel so, I just feel there is clarity afterwards. I feel clarity with, because of all the things that we get in our own head about, all these little stories that we tell and all the things that we just, you know, the course of a week or a month or a year, or whatever it is, this build up uh, or stagnation, you know, but just... A lot of crap, and then when you do the psychedelics, you, you it kind of allows you to focus on what's important, yeah. and you rewrite the stories, and you understand way more than you do when you're you know you're just in your normal day to day. So then you can start saying, okay, well, I didn't need to worry about that because that is a load of rubbish. I can park that up when I've until and, and later, but I need to focus on X, Y, Z. And making sure that you integrate, because this is also a massive part of it. You don't just, you know, do psychedelics and then everything's fine. You've got to, it it does help to set an intention before going in there. Yep. And it does, you know, you have to put things into action afterwards. But it will give you a lot more motivation. I feel so so motivated to do things after a, a, a session. In fact, I get a little bit frustrated sometimes because I feel so motivated while I'm halfway through it. And I'm like... I'm still going to be high for another, you know, four <laughs> hours, and I want to do all this now. But it—it's just—it's this—it's all those resets, uh, and, it, and it's motivating. Um, yeah, you feel. But Bufo actually is like half an hour. So rather than being in in an intense medicine like ayahuasca or um, mushrooms for six seven hours, Bufo is way more intense but at least it's like the first 10 minutes of the intense bit and then yeah. you know you've got this lovely afterglow while you're just enjoying the music around you and just being alive there is this thing i've said it before but it's that uh, phrase die before you die 
yeah. and it does you know it is that death it is that ego death you know, losing the the physical body going into this spirit realm going back to source the oneness understanding where you come from understanding your pur- purpose and then you know it releases you from that as the medicine starts wearing off and you're just grateful for life you're like oh, this is what it's about I understand now. Yeah, do you know it's interesting? I was just, <laughs> I was just looking at your face when you were describing that. <laughs> when you, like, obviously for a lot of people, it would be it's all still very far fetched, and it's like, oh, this drugs are bad, blah 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 blah. Mm. But you, you have a very huge passion for this, and it reflects when you're explaining things. Some people say I talk about it too much. <laughs> and, you know, maybe, maybe we've done a few episodes already on it. But, yeah. no, I am passionate about it. I, I was I was a very uh, negative um, cocaine-using, heavy-drinking chef for a big part of my life. Mm. Those uh, things were consuming me. And bitterness and you know uh, the lack of love was consuming me yeah and yet these have woken me up these have changed my life I'm I'm so grateful for that but I understand purpose I understand life I still have my mind listen you know even being on a spiritual path or having the spiritual awakening doesn't mean that I don't get pissed off every now and then or a lot (laughs) um but it allows me to understand it, uh, at least know that every now and then when I start feeling like that, go and have another check-in, find my purpose again, reset and come back through it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I do. I, I, I feel that I should talk about it because they are still taboo. They are still, while there was a lot of um, you know research going on uh, in the States, you know, there's a lot more kind of... Um, uh, decriminalization of yep. you know, particularly mushrooms uh, and cannabis is, I, I don't really smoke cannabis at all but at least you know th- that's been calming down and it's available so you know these things we should have access to these things um Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Um, And for those people that it works for yeah we should be able to check check in yeah. as we have done for tens of thousands of years um i am passionate about it we need to talk about it we need to just let people know that they're not they shouldn't be under the same kind of drug banner as um cocaine heroin or you know some really seriously harmful <coughs> low frequency yeah, drugs man-made. and also <laughs> alcohol it's fucking <laughs> terrible it's like the worst um but you know that's I just get excited about mm. like, psychedelics, and I probably don't do as many as people think, but I am always excited by uh, the teachings and the learnings, and yeah. you know, just. I remember the, uh, you know, the 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 Thai one that we did do. I had um, I had this wonderful 
figure. Just a face. There was no body or anything. It was kind of like... Um, I have a weird way of probably trying to describe this to people. But like when we were younger and Teletubbies was on telly and you had the little baby in the sun. <laughs> <laughs> this, you know, there was me flowing down this beautiful river and there was just this this face, this figure behind. And I remember the face so clearly that I managed to help get somebody to to design you know, it was it was the the little bits of jewelry and things that stood out that I I had designed as a tattoo, which I have yeah. had you know had done on my chest, just as a a good remembrance of of the guide that I had through that. Is that I haven't seen that one. Yeah, I, uh, I think you have. I can't, I'm not. You maybe. No, no. I, don't, but I didn't know the reason for it. I didn't. Yeah. Um, I didn't actually know it had that kind of effect. Yeah, it, it it did. It was it was such a huge standout thing because it was. Um, Obviously, I had never done anything like yeah, yeah, that yeah. before. So, you know, it was amazing to be in that space with you and, you know, with the couple of other people that were there, um, although it be it difficult for some. And yeah. it was, there was, there was just this remarkable, no words, hmm. just this remarkable figure with this great kind of presence just there with yeah. me all the way down every time i closed my eyes you know she'd come back over the left shoulder mm. down watching flowing down through the river coming past all of the little um you know sort of old school cambodian style thai temples that were yeah, there yeah. and all of that it was yeah it was marvelous so but i remembered her earrings and i remembered the um moon tattoo that she had on her forehead which is quite strange don't, don't know what it meant um and uh yeah, it was. I had that. That's designed. beautiful. It is, uh, and these are those guides that we find within ceremonies a lot of the yeah. time. The people that you, you know, these entities that kind of look over us or you know want to communicate, and um, you know, <laughs> I don't always see beautiful gods. <laughs> so I quite often see. I, I for for many uh, experiences, I kept seeing Baphomet. The the um, what is often mistaken for satan yeah but it's baphomet is this um kind of made up deity um i, I think that the he first started about 300 years ago featuring in writings and stuff and people will know the the figure by it's like a goat-headed um hermaphroditic uh human goat figure that sits with one hand up one hand down facing up and down I think yep. it's to and, and I had to reach out to someone because I was like why do I keep seeing this goat and I, now I'm a Capricorn so there is that goat element perhaps but um and not that I'm you know very aware of star signs or anything like that but you know that there's, there's a goat but I kept seeing this goat but there, it was neither malevolent or benevolent it was just kind of standing there in ceremonies quite often in mushroom ceremonies mm. I'd see this like goat-headed entity just standing next to me but I wasn't afraid or anything and I had to reach out to a guy um, uh, called Julian Vane I've been to a lot of his Treadwell talks that he'd done online amazing kind of seer witch shaman just a really in an interesting person and I've got a few books that he's written but I was just like look you know I've, I did attend one of his talks on Baphomet and I didn't ask the question then, but I was just like, it was about becoming Baphomet. And I was like, why would we want to become Baphomet? I reached out afterwards. And I, and I said, the, the reason I ask this is because I see Baphomet a lot in my journeys. What could it be? What is it telling me? You know, why is he, what he, she, this hermaphroditic figure there? And I, the perspective I got from it, which was quite interesting, was that it represents the sum of all things. Yeah. Or it could represent it. So, you know, people mistakenly think it represents Satan. It doesn't. Um, it really doesn't. It it represents, as I, I, I took from this, the, the sum of all things. Like, uh, you know, one hand points up, one hand points down. As above, so below. Yep. You know, it's, this is old hermeticism. Um, and, you know, it, it's it's male, it's female, it's, you know, it's that duality. It's So I understand it as the duality. And, um, and I think when I see it now, it represents balance. 
and when I need to give my life balance. Yep. So I don't always see it, but I do see it when I'm st- not stressed, but yeah, maybe stressed. Maybe I've got too much on my plate. It represents to me balance. And I've got Baphomet ch- <laughs> tattooed across my chest. Um, for that reason, it was yep. just you know really about the reminder to you, you can be as busy as you can be but you know make sure that you're you can't give one without taking do you know what i mean it's the yin and yang isn't it do you know what i mean yeah and absolutely. being able to even as a shamanic practitioner if i'm holding ceremony i need to be able to receive ceremony i can't just keep holding ceremonies for people i've got to know that i need to receive and these are the little laws of the universe, you know? Yep. Yeah, give and take. Absolutely. As my, as my nan would say. Completely. Hmm. So it's that. And um, yeah, I it's trusting those guides sometimes. Or, you know, if you keep seeing the same thing or something's popping up, it's like questioning other you know, other people. So, so you know, what, what are your thoughts on this? Now, it might be completely wrong, but I'd, I like to think that that has settled a few things. I understand it way more now. And that's been a few years since I ask that question it's quite interesting actually because um a lot of people would uh, develop a fear of that kind of thing and probably yes. by association then think that it's that it is very bad but i suppose it's like you know maybe we'll go ever so slightly back to the halloween episode when we we're talking about ghosts but there's there's this like thought process that um you know where when you when you've not got something completed in life or you're not finally settled to die, that you go to a place where you could get trapped with things that want to enter this world because they were never done with it when they died as well. And I I've, I think that when you overlook levels of information sometimes or massively overthink what something is when it's in front of you, that it will create a fear and you would look at what you would find the research to probably back up your fear as opposed to find the research that actually is oh this is exactly like what you found with Baphomet that actually he's not to do with Satan Satan is Satan Um, and you've found that actually it's a way of showing you that you're unbalanced completely and and then there's also that that thing about you know when you're doing work on yourself is understand understanding we all have shadows we all have like you know the dark parts of ourselves but you know we can't just keep closing the door to them it's actually embrace them they make us who we are and we don't want them to overtake who we are but they you know if we're going to be good we need that bad in there somewhere do you know what i mean um, because it promotes more of the good, like it leads us more into love. But yep. we have to understand, the, you know, these causes and what's what's pushing us, and use love as our anchor. Use that as the the thing that um, makes us better. I, I um I didn't when I saw the I kept seeing Baphomet. Like I said, it wasn't it didn't feel malevolent. And I think, you know, when you're trusting your feelings on something, it's not like I'm like, you know, I'm being watched by a demon. <laughs> and incidentally, I've told you this about the, um, my first ayahuasca journey. I was in hell, you know, yeah. I was in fucking pure hell being judged by demons, but it was, it wasn't that these, these things were there to just torture me and stuff. It was just like, until I changed my mind, uh, and understood that I need to break that habit of that cycle that I was in with addiction. Uh, once I understood that, then the medicine changed. I came back out of hell and uh, the medicine got me better. So yeah. the demons are there to maybe punish us for the, the things, but it's, it's not that they're, it's not personal. It's almost like, yeah, be a better person. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I think right there, it's it's um it's uh if you're if you don't have the ability to hold yourself accountable, yeah. then that's exactly what they're there for. They're yeah. there to, you know, hold you accountable. Maybe yeah. freak you into actually growing up a little bit and being like, okay, right, I've I've spent fucking too long doing this. It's been my choice. It was my choice to begin with. The addiction, you know, has not helped with that choice, and then suddenly you know, the only uh, the only person that's ever going to be able to change this is you and th- to be honest with you i think and maybe this is 
might be a little bit harsh of a thing to say, but I think that considering that AA, for example, is so heavily religious, it's basically about getting people to find God mm. as a reason to stop doing something. Yeah. The way that is, is you've AA done that, it, that, is AA that it's one? still it's a twelve-step religious program. Yeah. Still, um, I think it's you know the the spiritual way in which you've found accountability and changed everything overnight. Not overnight, but do you know what I mean? There was, I mean, it, that, that the was, addiction part of it yeah. was in one ceremony. It was yeah. overnight, and I, and I think that's that is probably more. You know, for me, religion is a glorified way of making money. It's, <laughs> but you know, it 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 convinces people of something, um, and and blindly makes them believe in something, which ultimately has created one of the richest businesses in the world. Um, mm. But I think that actually all of that was taken from a very sensible spiritual side of life that ultimately does help you it's just been manipulated in a different direction I, you know I, I i agree to some extent i think i i was fiercely uh, atheist for many many years mm. and a very angry mostly christian hating person <laughs> um my spiritual path has opened up uh more of an understanding but i stress i don't believe in religion i uh, i don't i i still find problem with abrahamic religions yep. i also find it very problematic that it's wrong to criticise this because it's like, shouldn't be. I've always enjoyed Ricky Gervais uh, or George Carlin's takes on on religion. Mm. And, uh, but look, you know, there is a lot in within many religions and I'm, I always like to separate Eastern spirituality. I, you know, I, I try not to use Buddhism or Hinduism of which there are many let's say religions within Hinduism, but I always keep them very separate Eastern stuff. But when we look at um, Abrahamic, so that's like Christian, Islam, Judaism, you know, they all come from a certain source. And that's where I have the biggest problems. Yep. But there is amongst all these religions, certain truths that pop yep. through. And, you know, even with Christianity, the amount of stuff that came from paganism and paganism is, you know, uh, a much older religion that kind of embraced more of nature and the cycles of the uh, the universe. And uh, uh, while it was then kind of oppressed by Christianity, they still had to take a lot of things from it. Yep. And, you know, things like the Christmas tree and uh, Father Christmas coming from the, the Soma or the, the fly agaric mushroom, do you yep. know what I mean? You know, there was still things that they had to use and uh, certain dates, the um, Jesus's birth. Um, you know, it all comes from a much, much older uh, understanding. But yeah. Yeah, and I, th I think the one truth uh, from my, my point of view that I believe they all have, and this isn't, I, I don't particularly believe in the God that everyone's always talking about, <clears throat> but I do believe in, a god i believe that there is there is a presence a a teacher maybe a guide um that has been kind of watered down <laughs> in in the in the sense of the word but i think that you know you there has to be something there there's you know even as much as um science disproves and also backs up religion on a regular basis it's uh the one thing that you can't they cannot determine is why it started how is is there it's all you know they've tested it they figured it all out um but why it started and there has to be um a reason for that you know evolution has been a huge thing and it's proven but I just think that there's something. And there's a lot of people. I mean, my, my friend Caddius, he's, um, he's from St. Lucia. He's heavily, heavily 
religious um jesus is his thing um i don't quite understand it but actually what i'm saying about my thought process around it is basically what he believes but he believes this person helps him with his decision making Listen, I've totally, if people want to, everyone should have complete agency over their own beliefs. It's just pushing it on other people. That's the real problem, right? My belief is psychedelics. I'm not pushing it. I'm talking about it in the same way that actually, you know, last weekend I had some Jehovah's Witnesses knock at the door. I don't push them away. I don't believe in them, but I'll talk to them. Do you know what I mean? Um, I'll listen to them. I'd like to understand more. Um, particularly as someone that has been, you know, really atheist about things. Actually, once upon a time, I used to invite them in so I could fucking argue. <laughs> but now, uh, you know, Fuck I just want to listen to people's opinion. I don't, it's not going to sway me from my beliefs. Yeah. My beliefs are very, very rooted now. And but even that gets challenged, I guess. I, I know where I am in my life and what I believe in, and it's an accumulation of lots of things that have happened through my life but yeah. you know the plants again they help me understand more and and look at things from another point of view and not just shut the door or be dismissive on things so yeah. um and you know i can look at religious texts and stuff and understand certain things actually i like to read certain things because it's a it's a point in time it's 2,000 years ago or 7,000 or 5,000 years ago or whatever. Um, you know, there's a point in time that it's reflecting on. And it, 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 I I look at that as to, it's like reading a history book, I guess. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I'm always, <laughs> I never quite understand, like there's things in uh, a lot of religious texts. Actually, Hinduism, I think it's fucking just describing aliens at half the time do you know what I mean <laughs> like these deities that are flying around on discs it's like there were aliens <laughs> I swear little blue people <laughs> little blue people I'm just like wow okay this is what this is but you know the, the bible describes giants and other things and um you can't be putting things in the bible and saying well yeah maybe that's a bit far-fetched but this is definitely true it's just like you either believe it all or you don't yep. stop taking from it or you know, using it to suit your own needs. Yeah. It's either true or it's not. Do you know? What I mean? <laughs> so either fucking giants existed or they didn't. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or maybe it's just uh, the book actually is that old, and it's just <laughs> it's just evolution. You had people that were four foot eleven, five foot at best yeah, exactly. for a long time, and then you know, foot comes around and he is a giant. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I I mentioned tattoos, but you've got a new one. <sighs> yes. Which is actually amazing, and it's something that I want to similarly have done. I don't ever really talk about my tattoos because um, here's an interesting thing: I don't love tattoos. Mm-hmm. Like, it seems weird for me to say that, and any time that I have said that, I get a laugh. Or what would you mean? <laughs> it's just I, I started my journey with tattoos when I was like 16. I used to sneak out of school um, to get my lip tattooed. Yep and I had it done like three times because it kept coming off like you know you wake up the next morning and it, like, most of it's gone but it said MFC because um, I was a Millwall fan <laughs> <laughs> so um, my first tattoo was a Millwall tattoo um, and then uh, because I was playing in bands it was part of the rock image you know metal image that, uh, and it was still very much a subculture mm-hmm. so uh, I had sleeves quite early and, and, you know, reasonably heavy covering of tattoos. And I just wanted to be colourful. I did none of my tattoos, maybe one or two, but most of my tattoos mean nothing. They mean, they signify absolutely nothing, you know. Um, but I just wanted colour. I wanted to have a tattoo because yep. I'm playing guitar and I'm a fucking wannabe rock star. So... Um, when I was working in kitchens the first time, very few people had tattoos. Um, I remember being at places like the Square and people wondering who the fuck I was because I, you know, had like sleeves and stuff, and everyone's like, you know, looking quite military and you know, short back and sides with the hair, and everyone was looking well uniformed and clean, and I'm coming in with all this ink, and you know, now every chef has tattoos and is quite w- well covered. I remember that I did a stage or 
at Scott's in Mayfair and uh, I was down in the kitchen and they wouldn't let me work upstairs because, you know, you as a chef, you're on display. Yeah. So, you know, don't want tattoos. And now, you know, I saw them posting something the other week on uh, Instagram, I think, and there's like a tattooed chef at the, on the on the raw bar upstairs. And it's like how things have changed. Yeah. Like it's, it's part of an image. And you know what? Over the years, I've managed to get jobs because of my tattoos. So um, it is... A, a, it's helped me a lot in my career and uh, at the point when I first went in it, it, <laughs> I was like there's no hope um, but they don't really mean anything and I think that I feel there's space on my body that I want finished up um, I've got pretty much all my top done some of my right leg but my left leg is still to be Yep. so I uh, now I feel there's that thing about balance <laughs> so now I feel a bit incomplete I don't love them I am in awe of a lot of people's work and I think that at the time when I was first getting stuff done I was just kind of rushing a few bits I got some amazing artists at the time but then there were other things particularly my left arm that got done and some bits not finished because the, the guy was fucking just slow and painful to be with just because <laughs> yeah I mean the amount of times he went over that pit in my elbow and I was just like are you fucking joking we did this like all the time so it was slow and I was wasting money with this guy anyway I never really got my right left arm finished off and then over the years tattooing has just got so much better yep and they don't represent me the person that I was back then and who I am now so I was just like you know what I'm gonna get all my fucking arms blasted over and even though my right arm is, you know, fairly decent, I'm just going to go over with this real heavy black. And it represents to me, so this does represent something. This represents change. Mm -hmm. Okay, like, you know, I've, my back is a whole ayahuasca-inspired piece. So that does mean something now. My chest is the Baphomet, and mm -hmm. that re means something now. I've got mushrooms and things on there. But my arms are now representing the change. And while they don't, as you can see, like there's a lot of heavy black work. This is the start of it. It's all going up and it will be symmetry on the other side yep. and my hands will be done. But this just represents the change of the, you know who I am. It, it's more in alignment with where I'm at in my life. And while we can still see that there is history underneath, it makes up this quite unique pattern. Yeah, it does. And... Um, I'm really into it. I, I, it's given me a love of her tattoos again. Do you know what I mean? Rather than just me, you know, going to friends and saying, look, just draw on me. Do you know what I mean? Now <laughs> yeah. it's just like, actually, there's something with purpose and, uh, you know, it's has way more definition. And uh, yeah, I'm enjoying it. <laughs> Interestingly, though, when I had my back done, I a friend of mine, he was like, oh, you've got to use this cream. I was like, really? I've never fucking used cream. I've always absorbed the pain yeah um so when i started getting my back done i was using a certain cream and i can't for the best part of it i can't feel it until the cream starts wearing off and then you really feel yeah. it like you really feel it four times five it's times more and you're insane. like fuck fuck so you know th there is that <laughs> but um i started using the cream on my back and then i forgot what actually getting pain the tattoo yeah. feels like so all of this i'm not, you know haven't been getting cream because we're putting it on by hand first and then yep. you know drawing it so we don't know how long it would look it it takes about two hours to you know freehand these bits on and where we're going with it so i think the cream would have long worn off <laughs> so i'm just like fuck it i'm not using it but i'm just like ah it's uh, spicy. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot I, we're getting the pit, right? The elbow pit is just like, okay, yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd never um, I'd never had any. And then when I had the elephant done, <clears throat> there was, uh, there there became a moment where, um, where she was like, do you want um, some spray <laughs> to, <laughs> to make it more? It's like a numbing spray. And I was like, um, no, keep going for a little bit. And then all of a sudden I was like, no, fuck it. <laughs> yeah. just numb it numb it help me out and it did it, you know it would last 10-15 minutes and then she'd have to you know it would just fucking be so painful she'd have to spray it again and what's really interesting is that, like, um, on this because it's like heavy black work the needles are like a row of needles but it's about an inch thick yep 
so it goes over and you know shading's all i always find shading way better anyway um but yeah it was it was kind of quick it was just as we came to the this is the very last bit we did on the day and it was just like let's just get it done and i can yeah. go home but, yeah the inside of the elbow yeah. i don't actually remember this the pit i don't remember yeah. the the pain in the the middle of that actually i didn't on my right arm i've got to be honest i was always fine there I think the only bit that actually caused me any discomfort on this was when she was on the top of the forearm, uh, just shading in the, the wing here and the, the back of the neck because yeah. it was on that tip of the bone there. Yeah. And I was like, eh, other than that. Do you know what I've always found difficult about tattoos um, is that I get big pieces done, you mm. know? And I've always, for most of mine have been big pieces. So, you know, I'm there for at least four, four hours, five hours, yeah. you know? And over the years, I'd see I'd, I'd sit in a chair getting tattooed, and then there'd be someone in the chair opposite, and then they get their little thing, and then they fuck off, and then someone else comes in opposite, and they get their thing, and they fuck off, and then after you know you, you see two or three people going yeah. while you're still there, and then when you leave, you're still it's still not finished. You've got to come back for another two or three sessions. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah. I've I've had all of mine done in day day slots. Oh, so yeah. yeah yeah so I, I think except for the dragon the very similar to um you know one of yours the the girl that did my dragon tattoo as as amazing as it was when it finished she was um very flaky and took a very long time to do it and rather than charging for the piece wanted to charge a day rate for both yeah. days and which was absolutely fine but she long like the she did she could have got an awful lot more done in the first day than she did she was being very flaky that's, and that's bullshit and that's you shouldn't be paying for someone else being slow like yeah. the guys that I work with now um, they're fast they get it in quickly yeah. and just as well because it is taking a fucking full day as it is but they get it done yeah that's so good but yeah I yeah, think uh, that's it that's what I want yeah I mean I've already told you what I want on my right yeah. arm so that'd be good but mine have all got mine have all got a relevance it takes me a long time to pick to, to pick and choose what I want, why I want it, what relevance it has, um, and it all, all brings good meaning. Yeah. Um, but my, the only thing that I, I find is that my choice of location means I have lots of gaps. <laughs> so I look at it and yeah. I'm like, what, what can I have in that gap? I Yeah, I mean, if you... Rather than just going, can someone just fill in this gap? Yeah. Like, like, I think that was the problem I had is that, you know, when I was like 16, 18, 20, whatever... I didn't have things that meant anything to me. Mm. So it's like, I'm, I want tattoos, but if I think I've got to attach a story or a meaning behind it, I'm like, well, what do I do? Yeah. So I don't get any done. So that's why I just like, look, I like, you know, at the time I was really into Japanese uh, sleeves and stuff. So I, 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 I think I started with my right and I had that and it was a half sleeve. I had some Native American stuff on there some bits and pieces and maybe that kind of came from a, a certain journey but I also like look I'm I'm getting everything covered up I'm getting all those bits put to bed because it, yeah it represented a time uh, I'm a different person now uh, maybe yeah maybe they yeah I, I don't regret anything yep it's just if I was to have a blank slate I would do it very differently but fortunately, this heavy black ink kind of style means that I can do things very differently. Yeah. It just goes over. and um, Yeah, interesting, isn't it? It's about, for me, it's the shedding of the skin. It's the, the rebirth. It's it's representing the journey now. Um, and yeah, it, it falls in line with my, my spiritual growth, my psychedelic journeys and... Um, Wanting to be a different person than I was yesterday. Yeah, which is growth. It's a good yeah. thing. Mm. Yeah, it's perfect. Well, there well we go. I think that's it, mate. I think uh, I don't have any more questions about your <laughs> tattoos, which is a funny thing, actually. <laughs> like, my brain's just gone, what tattoos shall I got next? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff, mate. Well, uh, always a pleasure to chat. You too, Until mate. next time. And for anyone listening, please like, subscribe, and leave us a review. We appreciate it very much. Amazing. Thanks a lot. Peace See out. You. Thank you.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 